Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about maturing your third-party cyber risk management program. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Dave Stapleton. He's the CISO with CyberGRX. Dave, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. It's my pleasure. So if anything has come out of the past year, it's that everybody recognizes that third-party cyber risk management is a must. Yet there are organizations that still struggle to get their arms around the problem. Why is that? Well, yeah, I want to avoid spending too much time rehashing these issues because, frankly, they've they've kind of been hashed to, <laughs> to death. Um, however, some of the most common challenges that we hear about at CyberGRX are, one, it's too much effort. On the one hand, you have organizations with thousands of third parties who are desperately trying to distribute questionnaires, you know, usually in the form of spreadsheets. And they're hounding those third parties until they get those questionnaires completed back to them. Um, and then they're trying to make some sense of the data uh, before starting the whole thing over again the next year. Also, uh, if you're a vendor or a third party that has a very large customer population, um, I think of an example like ADP, for example, um, you can expect to get just inundated um, with these kinds of questionnaires um, each year. And all of them are just different enough to kind of make it impossible to reuse your answers. Um, so there's a lot of effort there as well. And it also just takes too long. Um, I mean, if you, if you think about the scenarios I just described, this isn't the kind of thing that you can just knock out in a couple of weeks um, during a year. There's organizations, you know, both kind of on the, the customer, if you will, side and the third party side that have staff devoted to this process year round. Um, another issue that uh, we hear quite a bit about is it's hard to gain um, just meaningful, actionable insights. This is, you know, just a massive process with it's usually far too manual as well. Um, so imagine, if you will, that you're a third party risk analyst and um, you've got 1500 spreadsheets saved in a folder somewhere in your CISO. I comes and ask you to summarize all the most prominent themes so you can make some kind of proposal to the board. Um, it's not an enviable task and it's, uh, it's hard to just get that information out from that format. And then I think the last thing, funding, it's, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of people recognize that it's a must, but it's just not as sexy as uh, some other cybersecurity issues. And I think it can be difficult to convince, you know, the executives or boards to provide the funding that's needed to implement a truly mature program. Dave, one of the trends I've seen over the past year or two is that many organizations now have turned to the third-party risk rating services. What do you see as some of the benefits of this approach? Yeah, so risk rating services uh, certainly speak to some of the challenges that I just mentioned, for example, right? Um, they're fast, um, without a doubt. These services are based on an external scan of an organization's internet-facing environment. Um, so basically, the scan starts with a third party's top-level domain and then sort of spiders through all the subdomains, um, looking for assets that belong to that third per party, and then trying to identify vulnerabilities um, in those assets. So things like um, an expired encryption certificate, for example. Um, so definitely quick. I think, you know, because the core of the service is just based around an automated scan, they're also fairly cheap. So uh, affordability is a good piece of it. And then lastly, I would say that given that the scans um, are based on frameworks like the CVE, um, the results can kind of be rolled up into a single overall score. Think of it like a FICO score or something like that. Um, and when you're dealing with you know, potentially thousands or maybe even just hundreds <laughs> of third parties, 
a single score for each of those third parties uh, certainly can simplify the risk uh, analysis process. So flip side of that, Dave, what do you see as some of the drawbacks of that approach? The big one that people talk about the most is this issue with outside-in scanning and just frankly a lack of information that it provides to you. Uh, there's an analogy that's been sort of making its way around forums and social media and that kind of thing. And it compares these types of scans to, let's say, like a, like a fire marshal who's evaluating the fire safety of a building, um, but they're standing on the sidewalk across the street from that building to do their evaluation. So they can see, you know, there's a fire escape and there's a fire hydrant not that far away. But um, the problem is they don't know anything about the egress within the building. They don't know, you know, where are there smoke detectors or they have batteries or the sprinkler systems. Um, you know, do they have a process for evacuating the building, all that kind of thing. So in cybersecurity terms, an outside in scan doesn't really tell you much about things like patch levels for internal systems or the use of data loss prevention techniques and tools internally, um, the encryption of data at rest on a non-public database or um, policies and standards and procedures or plans for um, identifying and responding to incidents, for example. So um, I'd say at the risk of using too many analogies, uh, the, the biggest weakness I think is akin to sort of measuring the size of an iceberg by what you can see above the water. And then I think another concern is something that I hear from a lot of organizations that are being scanned by these types of risk rating services. And they talk a lot about the number of false positives um, that are returned by these scans. So the customers or the companies, sorry, that are you know, offering these, uh, these types of risk rating services aren't given a you know, fully vetted and curated list of assets by the third party that they're scanning. And so the result is that the scanners are kind of prone to picking up on domains or hosts that actually don't have anything to do with the targeted organization. Um, and the obvious concern there being that you know, inaccurate information might be provided back to um, the customers of these risk rating services. So Dave, weighing all these factors, pro and con, where would you say that third party rankings fit within what you would call a mature third party cyber risk management program? Sure. Yeah. So risk ratings definitely have a place. I mean, given the benefits that I that I mentioned earlier, you know, third-party risk pack practitioners just need to keep in mind that they're not seeing the full picture um, just by using um, risk ratings. So one of the areas, for example, that I think risk ratings can really play a helpful role is in the vendor procurement process. Um, it would be awesome if. Uh, organizations, you know, always had months to fully evaluate, you know, a number of uh, potential third parties before deciding on which one to do business with. <laughs> Unfortunately, the reality is that we often are given you know, very little notice uh, before a decision is made. So, uh, in some cases, you know, just days. And in those types of scenarios, I think the ability to run one of these scans with, you know, the click of a button. Um, and receive some type of cybersecurity risk data on which to base a decision could be a huge asset. Um, so that's you know one area where I think that um, risk ratings definitely fit um, in a mature program. We spent a lot of time talking about ratings, Dave. What are some of the other program elements that need to be built around them? Yeah, so I mean it's it's the rest of your third-party cyber risk management program. So. One of the things you definitely need a mechanism uh, to uh, that allows you to assess risk you know, within a third party. Some of the things I was talking to you about before that you just can't scan for from the internet. So 
Um, this could take on all kinds of different uh, formats. Uh, some organizations in certain circumstances will just conduct full independent audits of the implementation and effectiveness of security controls with their third parties. Some will contract out that kind of work, um, have a, an auditing firm, maybe one of the big four, conduct um, assessments or audits on their behalf. Um, you can use approaches that combine a self-assessment with maybe independent uh, validation of the answers to kind of get hopefully the best of both worlds as far as um, expediency, but still that independent eyes. Um, or, or you could just you know leverage self-assessments. Just let the third party tell you how they're implementing their um, cyber program. I think the important thing there is to make sure you're applying the right level of inspection. Um, that's you know commensurate with the level of risk that's presented by your third party. So um, that actually kind of leads me to another part of a mature program, um, which is understanding of inherent risk. So uh, think of inherent risk as the level of risk that is known simply by evaluating the characteristics of a third party um, and their relationship to you as their customer. So you know what type of information are they processed, transmitting or storing, what access do they have to your facilities or data or applications. Um, if something were to go wrong, um, how quickly can you replace that third party? Um, so uh, as an example, like a, a printing shop that is used to print flyers for periodic company events um, likely presents much lower inherent risk than, for example, I'll go back to ADP, a payroll service that's processing, transmitting, and storing just massive amounts of employee PII. Um, so understanding inherent risk tells you how rigorous do you need to be in your assessment process? What type of processes do you need to use? But it also gives you an idea of the level of acceptable or unacceptable risk that may result from that assessment you know, for any particular third party, because that's gonna change depending on what sort of inherent risk that third party poses to you in the first place. And then, I think the last piece to sort of complete the puzzle, after we've got these assessment results back, um, we need to understand um, what that risk is and what to do about it. I mean, there's very little point um, in doing any of this if you don't have a process in place um, to address unacceptable identified risks. So um, again, it's taking into consideration what kind of potential impact could this have on my organization? Um, and then determining what are the appropriate steps that you or your third party can take um, to reduce or mitigate that risk. So um, I think you know those are some of the standard pieces that would be included in any third party cyber risk program um, and certainly would apply here kind of on top of a risk rating service. Dave, talk to me a little bit more about cyber GRX. How are you helping customers to grow and mature their approaches to third party cyber risk? Yeah, so uh, you know, CyberGRX was and is uh, built by cybersecurity risk practitioners. So um, our goal is you know, to provide or at least facilitate um, all of the aspects of a mature third-party cyber risk management program um, that I've kind of talked about already today. So one of the key ways, and this is uh, the thing that excites me most about our organization, is that we are leveraging an exchange model for risk assessment data. Our assessment is standardized, which means that uh, once a third party has you know, joined our exchange and completed an assessment, that assessment then can, can then be shared with multiple of their other customers. So um, we're reducing that level of effort on both ends. So this addresses kind of one of the core challenges um, with uh, third party cyber risk management, um, which is really about the time it takes. Imagine logging on to an exchange and you enter in a hundred new third parties and you find out, oh, 
at 50% of these already have assessments completed, all I need to do is press a button to request access to that data. So um, another thing that uh, we're doing, which is very exciting, is combining the results of these kind of standardized assessments that we're conducting with advanced analytics. So we're using a combination of cyber hygiene scanning, um, near real-time threat intelligence feeds, um, and cyber kill chain data to go beyond just a simple assessment of compliance, you know, check a box, yes or no, in order so that we can demonstrate to third parties uh, and their customers why a particular assessment response presents real risk. Um, again, not just you, you said you don't do this, so go do it. It's not appropriate, I don't think, uh, for organizations to feel they have to spend money and time trying to close just every gap in a third-party cyber program. So instead, what we want to do is provide you know, practical insights to help companies focus on what really matters. Now, Dave, I know that you're producing an upcoming webinar on this very topic. What greater detail will you offer in that particular program? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, so the format of the webinar will let me spend a little more time kind of digging into the details of how risk ratings work, um, which I think is something that people would like to know more about. And then, of course, how they fit into an actual third-party cyber risk management program. Um, for example, I'd like to talk more about the specifics of ingesting risk ratings data um, in an appropriate way, of course, and how to combine that information with inside-out assessment data um, to kind of capture the, the full picture of risk. The other thing I like about a webinar is I'm personally am a visual learner, so I'll be able to illustrate some of those key points as well um, with hopefully some, uh, some informative diagrams and other illustrations. Well, Dave, I look forward to it. Meanwhile, thank you so much for your time and insight today. Absolutely. It's my, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Again, we've been talking about maturing your third-party cyber risk management program, and I've been speaking with Dave Stapleton. He's the CISO with Cyber GRX. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.